Welcome to Spark My Muse, my friends. I am your host, Lisa DeLay, and this is Soul School, Lesson 215, Room for Peace. Today I'm going to be reading from Howard Thurman's collection of writings called For the Inward Journey. These are writings of Howard Thurman selected by Anne Spencer Thurman. Before I get into that, I have a number of things I'd like to share with you. Some are exciting and some are sort of housekeeping. I thank you for listening to this. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Please go back into the archives, which go all the way back to 2015. There's probably 425 or so at this point. You can pick through depending on topic or guest. There is plenty to enjoy and something is sure to catch your eye. First of all, February is my birthday month, and I'm celebrating a pretty significant birthday this month, and I'm going to try to celebrate every single day this month because I am still here. And there was a time when I didn't, I wasn't terribly convinced I'd make it to such an old age, and here I am. I am happy to celebrate. And it, it does help when the temperature stays in the teens to have something to look forward to. I want to draw your attention to the January series I did with Robert J. Munson. This January series was on Strength to Love, the book by Martin Luther King Jr., 15 writings collected in 1963, and we did a kind of tag team on this. I have a list of all the contributions to this series, and they will be in the show notes to this episode at sparkmymuse.com for Soul School Lesson 215, and also at sparkmymuse.substack.com, which is where I do a lot of my posts and writing now. The topics in this book, Strength to Love, are very powerful. It's a wonderful book to pick up during Black History Month. It's a wonderful book to understand nonviolence, and you are sure to gain quite a bit from it if you pick it up and read it. And most people, I don't think, have been exposed to this book. I was very thankful to be a guest on the Faith Conversations podcast with Anita Lustria. There are a lot of crossover similarities with what I have on my podcast. And if you haven't been listening to Faith Conversations, I think you would really enjoy it. So stop over and listen to our conversation, which just happened, and check out all the other things she has on offer there too. And the final exciting thing I'll share with you is that I am inviting all of you to read my book together with me starting Sunday evenings, February 27th. That's the final Sunday in February. And we'll read it each week together. Bit by bit, we'll do the reflections at the end of the chapter, the spiritual practices. We'll have an open dialogue, very sort of casual. I'll probably do a little bit of a kind of a teaching first, and then we'll open it up to dialogue and reflection. It'll just be kind of a time to gather together and learn in community. That's really the intention of the book. Not that you read it by yourself as sort of some self-help book or technique, but that it becomes something that helps to change you from the inside out, asking you to reflect on your inner world, but also asking you to do this within the support and care of other people doing the same thing and doing it together with grace and love. So I hope you might be interested in coming along with us to do this. Go to sparkmymuse.com. For a link to this event, you can also go to eventbrite.com and search for Wildland Within, and you're sure to find it there when you search for the title of the book. 
There is a nominal fee per session to participate, where you can pay for all the sessions at once. And if you already support me financially, you can come at no cost at all. I am asking that people donate a bit to this so that I can keep the cost of these sessions down for people who cannot financially afford to come. I hope you will contribute something that offsets the cost of the time and energy I put into creating this work. I will be reading the book called For the Inward Journey, The Writings of Howard Thurman, a few selected portions. And these tend to be very short bits in this collection. There are so much in here. It's so difficult to pick. And I will come back to this book and read again this month. But for now, I will read just a few selections. And the first one begins on page 95. This is one of Howard Thurman's writings, and it's called, I Seek Room for Peace. I seek the enlargement of my heart, that there may be room for peace. Already there is room enough for chaos. There is, in every day's experience, much that makes for confusion and bewilderment. Often I do not understand quite how my relations with others become frayed and chaotic. Sometimes this chaos is a private thing. It means that something new, creative, and whole is beginning to pull together the tattered fragments of my relationship with a person and to fashion it into that which delights the spirit and makes glad the heart. Sometimes the chaos is negative, a sign of degeneration in the relationship, once meaningful and good. There is room enough for chaos. But the need of my heart is for room for peace, peace of mind that inspires singleness of purpose, peace of heart that quiets all fears and uproots all panic, peace of spirit that filters through all confusions and robs them of their power. These I seek now. I know that here, in this quietness, my life can be infused with peace. Therefore, before God, I seek the enlargement of my heart at this moment, that there may be room for peace. The next piece of writing from Howard Thurman I'll read is from page 97. It's also a short bit of writing, and it's entitled, Happy is He Who Relies on God. And I will say that Howard Thurman is a man of his time, and he writes in male-gendered language, and now that we're removed from that time quite a bit, we don't usually speak in just male terms anymore. I will probably just stick to the text as it is. Sometimes I do try to translate into something more neutral. But um, sorry to say you'll have to do some translating in your head on this one. The prophet Jeremiah says, A curse on him who relies on man, who depends on mere human aid. For he is like some desert shrub that never thrives, set in a solitary place in the steppes. But happy is he who relies on God, who has God for his confidence. For he is like a tree planted beside a stream, sending his roots down to the water. He has no fear of the scorching heat. His leaves are always green. He goes on bearing fruit when all around is barren and looks out on life 
with quiet eyes. Some years ago, I read a most interesting account in the National Geographic magazine concerning trees found growing in the Sahara Desert. These trees are not part of any oasis, but stand alone in the midst of the heat and wind, without obvious moisture. It seems that hundreds of years ago, what is now the desert was a dank, luxurious growth. As the desert appeared, the vegetation was destroyed until at last there was nothing left of the past glory except an oasis here and there. But not all vegetation disappeared, for there were a few trees that had set their roots so far down into the heart of the earth in quest for moisture and food that they discovered deep flowing rivers full of concentrated chemicals. Here the roots were fed so effectively that the trees far above on the surface of the earth were able to stand anything that can happen to them at the hands of the desert heat and blowing sand. This is the secret of those who are fed by deep inner resources of life. To him who is sure of God, he becomes for him the answer to life's greatest demands and indeed its most searching and withering viscitudes. And finally, I'll read from page 99. The Lord is the strength of my life. As you can probably tell, Dr. Howard Thurman takes pieces of scripture and reflects and writes them sort of in his own words and reflections. This one reads, The Lord is. Is God an idea in my mind? A rumor planted by old tales born of fear when life was young and death lurked behind every waiting bush? Is God the desire in my heart, a longing that goes always unfulfilled? Is God the restlessness I feel after dreams have come to pass, and all my hopes have built themselves into facts? Is God the indescribable tenderness that creeps in in the voice unawares? that steals into the fingers as they linger momentarily in the hand of a friend? Is God the endless churning of the turbulent sea or the steady shining of the stars against the blackness of the sky? Is God the quenchless aching of the conscience over sins committed and the vast cleansing in the soul riding on the wave of forgiveness that sweeps all before it? The Lord is. He is more than tongue can tell, than mind can think, than heart can feel. The Lord is my strength. When day is done, and in weariness I lay me down to sleep, when fear becomes a lump in my throat and an illness in my stomach, when the waters of temptation engulf me and I strangle beneath the waves, when I have thought myself empty, and the solution to my problem hides, lurking in the shadows of my mind, when the disease of my body tightens its grip and my doctor picks up the broken lances of his skill and knowledge and takes his leave, when the tidings of all brooding clouds of war and of marching feet and humming planes moving the awful rhythm at the dirge of death, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom and of what shall I be afraid?
there is a tremendous richness to this book for the inward journey. And I recommend that you pick up a copy. It's from Friends United Press out of Richmond, Indiana. The foreword is by Vincent Harding, and my copy is from the 1980s. I featured Dr. Howard Thurman quite a few times on this podcast, and if you're interested in reading more about him and Dr. Loretta Coleman-Brown, who's, who's a scholar in the works of Howard Thurman, do a search for that on my podcasts at sparkmymuse.com, and you'll find more that I've covered with him. Here's something that is on the back of the book to give you a taste of who he was, if you're unfamiliar. Howard Thurman, born in a segregated Florida town in 1900, was recognized as one of the century's foremost religious leaders at the time of his death in 1981. He taught and lectured at over 500 institutions around the world and wrote more than 20 books of spiritual discovery and inspiration. He served as a dean of Rankin Chapel and professor of theology at Howard University in Washington, D.C. He was a minister and co-founder of the Interdenominational Fellowship Church in San Francisco, the first fully integrated church in America. Later, he was dean of Marsh Chapel and minister-at-large of Boston University. Howard Thurman was a minister, philosopher, educator, and has been called one of the greatest spiritual resources of this nation. His vision, which draws on the richest aspects of the Black experience in America, has deeply touched people of all races, faiths, and cultures. His spiritual influence on leaders of the civil rights movement and on Americans at large has been likened to that of Martin Luther King, Jr. This anthology of Thurman's most important and eloquent writings, selected by his daughter Anne, is a passionate appraisal of the encounter between God and individuals and between people. The essence of Howard Thurman and his thought emerges in a message of hope, reconciliation, and love. Anne Spencer Thurman was a lawyer and journalist who made her home in San Francisco until her death in 2001. I hope the words and ideas of Howard Thurman resonate deeply with you and you can carry them with you. Feel free to listen to this episode again to hear them. Please join me again next week for a new episode.